climate change, poverty, mental health, young people and adults face a world of constant change. It's the connections we make, innovations and education that come together to help us make a difference. Welcome to the power of young people to change the world. In this program, we bring together leaders that share stories designed to inspire you to serve, learn, and change the world. Now, here's your host, Amy Muirs. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to The Power of Young People to Change the World. I'm your host, Amy Muirs. I'm here every Thursday on Voice America Empowerment Radio, where together we explore how young people are using their ideas, their creativity, and their passion to shape a better world, and how educators can utilize the power of service learning to redesign education. In today's show, we're going to talk about how young people are addressing plastic pollution. So in getting ready for the show, I came across some pretty worrisome facts about plastic pollution that I decided I really needed to share with y'all. So since the 1950s, around 8.3 billion tons of plastic have been produced worldwide. That's huge, right? 8.3 billion tons. 73% of beach litter worldwide is plastic. 73%. So that means like a quarter of beach of beach pollution isn't plastic. There are a million plastic bottles bought around the world every minute. So let that sink in. A million plastic bottles are bought in the world every single minute. And then on top of that, worldwide, there are 2 million plastic bags being used every single minute. So together, 3 million pieces of plastic are being used every single minute around the world, a minute. Let's see, 90% of plastic polluting our oceans are carried just by 10 rivers. That kind of blew me away. Like only 10 rivers um, are contributing to 90% of our plastic pollution in our ocean. And plastic is killing over a million seabirds and animals every year. And then this one is terrifying to me. So the average person eats 70,000 microplastics each year. Like we're eating plastic. It's disgusting. Um, And then this is a little mind blowing too. So the average time that a plastic bag, so remember there's 2 million plastic bags being used every single minute. The average use time is 12 minutes. Like talk about disposable, right? And then over the last 50 years, our world plastic production has doubled. So if eating plastic doesn't freak you out, which it totally freaked me out, how about the fact that every single minute we're using 3 million pieces of plastic and we're killing over 1 million animals every single year? So we know that plastic is terrible for the environment. I mean, come on, the facts just don't lie, right? So there are cities and countries around the world who are already starting to ban plastic, and many are calling for the end of single-use plastics. Um, But what can we do and what's already being done? And so our guests today are two amazing young leaders who are tackling this issue that's really impacting the entire world. They are twin sisters, and they're the founders of Ocean Heroes New Orleans, a youth-inspired and youth-led conversation group working on plastic pollution solutions. Um, Interesting fact about Josie and Nikki, they were both born during Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans, and um, on on their 16th birthday this year, Hurricane Ida hit New Orleans. So um, I think maybe they'll have some stories to share but Josie, Nikki, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> so, hi, everyone, and thank you for having us. I'm Josie. I'm 16, and I attend Lusher Charter School in New Orleans, Louisiana. I live at home with both of my parents, mom and a dad, and my twin sister, who is also here with me today. Um, I also have an older sister who I miss dearly. She recently left home to attend her first year of college in Florida, Jupiter, actually. So she's actually on a beach. (laughs) Um, My interests, I have plenty. 
I swim competitively, and I've been doing that since I was three years old. I'm also on a softball team, which I've done for forever. (laughs) And my high school is an arts intensive school, so I get to play viola there every single day for 100 minutes at least, and then again after school. And so I'm in the orchestra. But when I'm not at school, I like going on vacation, especially to the beach. (laughs) And I like to scuba dive, and I like to horseback ride. Um, But community service has always been a family passion. Um, My family was awarded the Daily Points of Light Award in 2014, and we were featured on a Disney Junior public service announcement several years ago. So I personally spend a lot of time volunteering with the Audubon Zoo, which is a local zoo, and I'm part of their Junior Keeper program, which I've been a part of since I was 11 years old, so I started young. And I also volunteer with the Louisiana SPCA, to help foster abandoned and orphaned neonate puppies and kittens. So kittens and puppies that are being bottle-fed and their mothers abandon them or just can't care for them anymore. Um, I've also done a little bit of work in animal rehab when it comes to, like, raccoons and rabbits and stuff. So that's pretty cool. And But when I was younger, I really wanted to be a marine biologist. So I think that's what sparked my love in the ocean. But as I've gotten older, I've kind of learned that I'm more interested in animal science, but not quite marine biologist. So maybe I'll be a veterinarian one day for whales, but who knows? (laughs) That's awesome. I also wanted to be a marine biologist at one point when I was when I was a lot younger. Um, And then I thought vet, but then I realized um, that, you know, you have to be okay with blood when you're a veterinarian. And so that didn't pan out for me. So here I am. (laughs) Thanks for sharing that. (laughs) Um, Nikki, how about you? Um, My name is Nikki. Uh, So I'm Josie's twin sister. And I also attend Lesher Charter School in New Orleans. I was the Louisiana Student of the Year uh, for my region in 2020 and the Louisiana State recipient of the Prudential Spirit of Community Award in 2019. I was also fortunate enough to act as a host for the service projects in connection with the past two national service learning conferences. Uh, And when I'm not at school, I love ballet and fashion. So I'm in my school's dance intensive program and the engineering track, and I'm also on the swim team with Josie. I'm the student body secretary this year for the Student Government Association, and I am also the founder of Crescent City Reading Buddies, a reading club that partners middle and high school students with younger children to help develop and cultivate a love of reading. Uh, So this past summer, I actually started my first job uh, as a lifeguard, and I'm about to start as a water safe instructor, which I basically teach swim lessons uh, for a local club. (laughs) With all of this going on, I don't really have a lot of, like, free time, uh, but when I do, I really like to read and um, honestly just vacation with my family, which often we go to the beach. Um, so another random fact about Josie and I actually is that we had a the privilege to appear on Cake Boss for our 10th birthday. And so Buddy created this masterpiece cake. It was like three tiers um, in honor in our honor that was split in half. So one side represented my interest and the other had Josie's interest. So we have really different personalities, but I think we are also like the best of friends and super and uh, supportive of each other. That's amazing. I love Cake Boss. It's a great show. Um, between the two of you and your entire family, um, the amount of service and recognition around the, the work that you guys are doing is absolutely amazing. Um, but today we really want to talk about Ocean Heroes and your work. So, Josie, I'm hoping you can um, start by giving our listeners an overview of Ocean Heroes. How did it start? What's its mission? What kind of work do you guys do? Yeah, um, so Ocean Heroes Headquarters is a global initiative, and their purpose is to get youth involved in the fight against plastic pollution in the ocean. And it's, co- it's co-sponsored by Captain Planet and Lonely Will, Whale, which are other initiatives to fight plastic pollution. So Ocean Heroes Boot Camp began the summer of 2018, and it had the initiative of bringing awareness to the negative effects of plastic straws in our ocean. Um, the boot camp has tr- grown tremendously over the past few years, and it's now recognized as a powerful campaign against um, plastic pollution. So Ocean Heroes Headquarters, who hosts the boot camp, um, helps 
youth develop their own personal campaigns after the boot camp. Um, so we actually went to the boot camp, Nikki and I, in 2018, and that was the first ever one. And we learned so much and we had so much fun that we wanted to spread awareness to our community when we returned home. So as most people know, New Orleans is, isn't really known as a green city. Um, for example, it was reported in 2018 that 46 tons of Mardi Gras beads were found in our catch basins, and that's just one stretch of the parade route. Um, there's multiple stretches in different parade routes, so that's crazy. Um, but Louisiana, we're also one of the main suppliers of oil production, so we just try to be respectful in our campaigning. And it can get tricky at times just to navigate um, the local cultures and their way of life when it comes to oil production and how it affects plastic pollution, but we try our hardest. Um, but we think that Nikki and I and a lot of people in our generation are stepping up to make changes, and the grassroots efforts of Ocean Heroes New Orleans um, has hosted several awareness booths at our local markets and festivals. Um, so we possibly, well, we tried to do French Quarter Fest, but um, there was a few mishaps with that. It didn't quite work out, but we did do Satchamo, and we um, do booths at art markets, as I already said. There's one at Palmer Park, if you're a local. And we also partnered with several local change-making organizations. Um, but our youth are as young as seven and as old as 18, and we come from many different schools around the area. So we always encourage new members, and we're youth-led. So, yeah. That's awesome. Um, I had heard that fact about um, Mardi Gras beads before, and um, the National Service Learning Conference was supposed to be in New Orleans, but um, because of the pandemic, we've had to postpone. So hopefully 2023, cross your fingers. Um, and that was one of our service project ideas was addressing that um, the beads, the Mardi Gras beads that end up um, really polluting the streets and the waterways like you talked about. Um, I'm really excited to really dive in with you guys and talk more about this work, but we do have to take a brief pause. So when we return, we'll continue our conversation with Ocean Heroes founders, Josie and Nikki. So stay with us on the power of young people to change the world. Voice American Empowerment Radio. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual spring national service learning conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit NYLC.org to learn more today. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit NYLC.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I'm here with Josie and Nikki uh, Liali, who are the co-founders of Ocean Heroes New Orleans. Again, I just want to thank you both for being with me today. Um, so, Nikki, your sister was talking um, a little bit about boot camp and how um, Ocean Heroes New Orleans grew, grew out of that boot camp. Can you tell us more about what that was um, and why that was so important um, to you and to the creation? of Ocean Heroes New Orleans. Of course. So Josie already mentioned that Ocean Heroes New Orleans began after the Ocean Heroes Boot Camp of 2018. So this was the first ever boot camp, and we were super on, honored that it was held in New Orleans. 
Uh, Ocean Heroes Boot Camp is a global gathering of youth activists uh, committed to working for a healthy ocean. I learned so much from this boot camp, which completely changed the way that I see the world around me. Plastic really just dominates as a material, which is incredible because it only became widely used in the 60s or 50s. And scientists say that it could take like 450 years to decompose. So this leads plastic to pile up in the wastelands and pollute our environment. And much of this pollution ends up in the ocean, causing harm to the wildlife. Uh, so the boot camp really dives into the specifics and the real effects of ocean pollution by inviting guest speakers to share their experiences. And it also empowers young leaders to create their own campaigns and to take action against ocean plastic pollution. So several of our Ocean Heroes New Orleans members were also able to travel and attend the 2019 boot camp in Vancouver and the 2021 boot, uh, boot camp, which was virtual due to COVID. Uh, so it's really just an amazing resource, and any youth interested should definitely register to attend. And they just provide, they even provide uh, monthly workshops and other resources uh, for their participants. And then uh, three of our Ocean Heroes members also had the opportunity to attend Algolita's Plastic Ocean Pollution Solutions Youth Summit, which <laughs> that's a mouthful. Uh, yeah, it, is. it has a nickname, which is Pops Youth Summit. Um, so Algolita is a leader in providing valuable educator resources and youth leadership opportunities, which kind of um, cultivate the next generation of ocean stewards combating plastic pollution. So the POPs Youth Summit was held in Long Beach, California, and Josie and I and our other members spent full, uh, two full days uh, meeting other global activists and hearing about their campaigns from around the world. So Algolita was actually uh, credited with the initial discovery of um, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch by Captain Moore. And so a really big highlight of the trip for me was getting to ride around in Captain Moore's boat uh, because he's basically a celebrity in my mind. Um, actually, so cool. the boat that we were riding around on was the same one that he was in when he discovered the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, which was really cool. But overall, just the Ocean Heroes Boot Camps and the Algolita Pops Youth Summit were both amazing opportunities that just helped to solidify both Josie and I as Ocean Ambassadors. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm wondering, Nikki, um, just for our listeners, would you be able to just briefly describe what the Great Pacific um, Garbage Patch is, just in case people, hopefully they've heard of it, but just in case they hadn't? Yes. So basically, uh, there's a bunch of different currents in the ocean, and they push most of the plastic that ends up in the ocean into different um, kind of like circles where they gather. Um, and the Great Pacific Garbage Patch is basically a floating island of trash, and it's actually the biggest in the world. Oh, yes. If, um, if you don't know about it, look it up. Um, it'll disturb you to your core. <laughs> Um, Definitely. So, <laughs> yeah. um, Josie, I'm going to turn back to you. So you talked about um, like there's um, or there's um, students engaged from ages seven to 18. How do you get young people to join you in wanting to tackle this issue? Um, how do you get started with them? And kind of what are they working on? So that's quite an age range. Yeah, so our recruitment comes from a variety of sources. Um, Nikki and I, we went to Ocean Harris Boot Camp, and that's how we started. And when we came home, we reached out to every local participant that also attended the boot camp, because there was actually a few from New Orleans since the first boot camp was in New Orleans. And we asked if they wanted to join our campaign. Many of them said yes. And then we started meeting at a local library, and we would share ideas of just how to beat this issue. So once we start sharing ideas um, and reaching out to people, we start getting accepted into local festivals. And there we would host awareness booths, and we were able to recruit youth that seemed interested in learning more there. Um, so basically we'd have these booths, and we'd have crafts for the kids and usually poster boards or other examples to show the adults about um, plastic pollution. So when parents would bring their kids by to look at our booths, we would also try to recruit their children <laughs> And so one of the things that 
makes Ocean Heroes New Orleans so great is that each of our members gets to work on their own mini campaign. So whatever um, each member's passionate about, they focus on. So some of our participants enjoy spreading awareness to local restaurants. Others enjoy writing letters to politicians. Some like speaking in schools. So, yeah, but we also try to keep things fun. So we actually attempted to go to Costa Rica last summer, but I guess the summer before last, but due to COVID, that did not work out. But we still plan on going. Um, we've done laser tag on an old um, Navy boat, and as a group, that was really fun. We've gone surfing. So we try to keep a tight, bonded group, which makes people want to join us. Um, once we traveled to Port Comfort, Texas, which is really fun, and we spent the weekend there and met with an amazing woman named Diane Wilson, and she had just won a very lengthy fight against Big Plastic in her hometown. So we have also sponsored some beach sweeps, picnics, kayak adventures, and other really cool stuff. Um, COVID definitely slowed us down in our recruitment and our plans, but we're starting to pick up again. And we've recently volunteered with the Sachimo Fest as part of their green team, which works with recycling. And we're still writing love letters to politicians whenever we can. Very cool. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a lot of different ways to recruit and to engage. Um, and I think people could learn a lot from what you guys are doing. Um, so, Nikki, what have you been able to work on since you started at Ocean Heroes? Well, I think that in general, it's mostly been a team effort. But personally, I've worked on at least a few dozen awareness booths. And I've organized three successful beach sweeps. I also took the lead on our love letter project to help take styrofoam out of our schools. To be honest, it can be so frustrating sometimes just because there's so much single-use plastic. But once your eyes are really open to the issue, it becomes harder to think that one person can really make a difference. But raising awareness continues to be a huge part of what we were doing. Um, As our group has developed and I've become more educated on the issues, I'm wanting to help more with uh, the local groups that are fighting the expansion of uh, single-use plastic producing plants. Uh, So our youth trip to Point Comfort, Texas, with Josie, she just touched on, um, where we met with Diane Wilson, uh, really inspired me. And I've kind of shifted my personal focus and campaign uh, to helping communities like uh, St. James Parish, who are... Um, fighting against uh, a plastic producing producing plant that wants to come in and build there. Um, so nothing small. You got to go for the big things. Exactly. Exactly. That's amazing. Um, Josie, I'm wondering if you can tell, talk more about um, your work convincing schools and businesses to move plastic free. How did that go? And how many places are actually have had committed to doing that? Yeah, of course. So because our members are spread out and we're all working on different campaigns, it's kind of hard to give an estimate on the different businesses and schools and how many. But we've hosted several dozen awareness booths and we've had a chance to talk about our mission with thousands of community members. We've worked with about a dozen restaurants and bars and we've helped several schools to go plastic free in their cafeterias. Um, we have met with a school board before, and we hoped had hopes of making changes at a larger level, but then COVID hit, and that's increased the amount of single-use plastics greatly. Um, every meal is now eaten in the classroom, or a lot of them were last year especially, and people are actually worried about contamination, and some schools can't afford dishwashers, so that's a really big issue and a difficult difficult battle to fight. Um, But as for what it means to be plastic-free, that's a very difficult question because there's so much misinformation. Um, Many community members and businesses we speak with believe they're doing the right thing and they think that they're um, plastic-free. Some even pay extra money for recyclable plastic. Um, And a lot of residents spend a lot of time recycling their plastic water bottles. But um, although this is like really, they mean well and... um, They try really hard, but most of the time, recycling isn't as effective as it should be, and the plastic ends up in a landfill or, sadly, in the ocean. Um, But for Nikki and I, especially plastic-free means that we're consciously limiting the number of single-use plastic in our lives and that we're helping to raise awareness. So we realize that change doesn't happen overnight, so we just try to be supportive of local green initiatives, and we try to be respectful and encouraging of others. 
So, but as we were talking about Mardi Gras, um, Mardi Gras beads earlier, um, the Mardi Gras organizations have actually started to make changes, and many of the floats are no longer throwing plastic beads. Um, the last time I went to a parade, I know I caught some school supplies, which was much needed and very appreciated, but there's also glass beads and stuffed animals, and there's just different things that aren't um, plastic beads that are becoming more popular, which is great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, we keep talking about single-use plastics, and um, I shouldn't assume that everyone knows what that means. Like, you know, because some of this is new for folks, like they, people might not have thought about, um, you know, when they grab a water bottle. Could you guys just um, maybe, um, Nikki, tell us, like, what is a single-use plastic? Yeah, so basically single-use plastic is something that you use, like, one time. So, like, you mentioned a water bottle. Uh, Normally when you get, like, a plastic water bottle, you drink the water in it, and then you just throw away the water bottle Um, versus there's reusable water bottles, which may also be made out of plastic, but those water bottles are meant to be washed and used again instead of just thrown away um, and only used once. Awesome. Thank you. Just to make sure everyone understands um, some of the words and things that we're talking about. Nikki, you also talked about lost love letters. And um, could you talk about what that is um, and the impact that those letters have had and kind of what you've learned um, about the need for young people to share their voice? Yeah, so our lost love letter campaign was a lot of fun and it really made a big impact. Uh, Josie and I learned the method of lost art um, of love letters at the Vancouver Boot Camp. So writing a handwritten letter and putting on a stamp uh, on an envelope is just truly a lost art, and it's really rarely used in this day and age where technology just dominates the world. Uh, Most of the time, I know if I want to communicate something, I just send over an email or shoot someone a text, not write a handwritten letter, and then mail it. Uh, so to be honest, most of us teens who are working on the project just had no idea how to even address an envelope correctly before we started uh, working on Lost Art of Love Letters. Uh, but Ocean Heroes New Orleans wanted to reach out to the local school board leaders about uh, the plastic pollution in school cafeterias in a respectful way. So we decided to send them love letters to the ocean. So these letters included our favorite things about the ocean, like sea animals, the corals, and plants, and just even the overall beauty of what the ocean looks like and sounds like. Um, but the letters also addressed the big thing that we see now when we go to the beach, which is plastic and pollution. So many of these letters included facts about the devastation and effects of plastic, just begging the school leaders to reduce their carbon footprint and stop using single-use plastic in schools. So we hosted several lost love letter gatherings. And we put out lots of stationery and fancy pens, and everyone wrote heartfelt letters. And at our awareness booth, we spread our message, and then we asked the community members to write uh, their own love letters. And we additionally had Ocean Heroes postcards um, created so that younger kids could simply just draw a picture and participate. And then we raised money to cover the cost of stamps. And in the end, uh, we snail mailed over 700 heartfelt handwritten notes to the school board asking them to get rid of styrofoam and single-use plastic in the schools. And then I followed up a week later asking the school board if they received our mail and asked if we could meet in person to discuss ocean pollution. And we definitely got their attention. That's awesome. That's wonderful. Um, We do have to take another quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Josie and Nikki. So stay with me on The Power of Young People to Change the World. We'll be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual spring national service learning conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real-world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit nylc.org to learn more today. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. listening to the power of young people to change the world with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Again, if you're just joining us, I'm here with Nikki and Josie, who are the co-founders of Ocean Heroes New Orleans, and we're talking about plastic in our oceans. And so um, before the break, we were talking about love letters, um, the love letters, lost love letters campaign and how um, that was engaging um, your school board and getting them um, to understand the need to make changes in the school. Um, Josie, I'm wondering more about how you're engaging young people in sharing their voices through Ocean Heroes and um, what impact you hope this work is going to have. Yeah, um, so when I was young, my voice was definitely shared about these types of issues. So my parents have always instilled in Nikki and I to speak up and to use our voice. I actually don't remember a time when we were not actively involved in a community service project. Um, as you said earlier, we are the Katrina twins. So when um, we were born, Katrina hit. And then my parents and my sister, they were all very eager to come back to New Orleans to help rebuild. Um, but even a few years later, when we were about four, um, a lot of the buildings and um, infrastructure in New Orleans was still damaged from the storm. So we would do playground, um, kaboom playground builds when we were very, very young. So we helped with that. And then again, when we were four, we um, volunteered at the Deepwater Horizon oil spill. Um, so my mom drove us to Grand Isle, where my sisters and I spent hours with local state park, park rangers cleaning oil from um, injured hermit crabs. So we would take Q-tips and just clean the insides of their shells. Um, so we were always taught that no age is too young to get involved. Um, Nikki actually won a grant to build her little free library when she was six. Um, which is a library outside that redistributes books. And we have hosted yearly Global Youth Service Day events to collect and redistribute books to neighbors. Um, I've also been an Audubon Zookeeper for forever and I do the SPCA stuff. So I think that through what we've done, we help to encourage others to pick a passion and just to get involved. And I hope that the impact we've made um, has helped to d- demonstrate that young people that there's no limit person can do and that age is not a barrier. Actually, we found that more often than not, a young person's voice is more powerful than a seasoned politician. Um, We really try to instill in our younger members that their voice matters and that people will listen to them and they just need to stand for what they believe in. Absolutely. Um, And that's exactly why we have this show is to show um, and lift up the voices that... um, of young people who are just making a huge impact like um, the two of you are doing. Um, Nikki, what kind of new skills have you had to develop because of your work with Ocean Heroes? Obviously, you guys have a lot of other um, passions, um, but with the Ocean Heroes work, what kind of new skills have you have you found that it's like, oh, okay, I've got this now? Well, I've definitely learned, I've definitely learned a lot through Ocean Heroes, but before I went to boot camp, I didn't really understand the negative effects that plastic has just on our landfills and oceans, or even really know much about plastic pollution at all. It was just kind of something that I heard people mention 
Um, and it was just in the back of my mind. Didn't really think about it. But I'd say that Ocean Heroes just really opened my eyes and just changed the way that I view the world. So before I was introduced to Ocean Heroes, I could have easily gone through loads of single-use plastic in a day without stopping to consider its impact on the world around me. Um, but now I have the opportunity to, what I say, choose another path and understand the importance of uh, trying to stop using as much plastic. Um, so just throughout the years, I've learned so much about the science behind plastic and how it really affects the world. And I've definitely learned how to develop an effective grassroots campaign, which luckily only had a little bit of trial and error. Um, I'd say Josie and I have been working hard on that one. Uh, I definitely have learned some about politics and just how difficult it is to make a change. And I'd say I've gained confidence and networking skills. But overall, I think I've improved uh, my skill of working together as a team. Um, which actually, Josie and I were talking about this earlier, a fun game that we like to play for team building is something that we call the mind game. Um, and it helped us really just bond. Um, basically, to play the game, both participants um, say a random word at the count of three, and then they say another random word um, after. Uh, but this time, they try to relate those two words together. So, for example, one person might say summer on the first round, and on the first round, the other person might say, like, dessert. And then they'd come together and say, like, ice cream. And the goal is to get the same word. And it's just kind of to try and get everyone on the same wavelength. But really, it's just a super fun and silly team bonding activity. Um, but, yeah, I'd say I definitely learned how to work on a team. That sounds like a great team building activity. And if you guys perfect how to do grass, grassroots campaigns, um, please let me know. I think that all of us I are still trying air on that one. Nikki, I'm also um, wondering how you've gotten support from other youth um, and the adults around you um, to help make change happen. So I'd say that just like we, the youth, are the future. And so we all want a future that we can look to, forward to. I think most people love going to spend time at the beach and relax. And just once they find out, like, that in 50 years there might not be relaxing beaches anymore because they're just going to be covered in plastic, and they just kind of learn the detrimental effects of this plastic pollution to the ocean, uh, it normally leads most youth to immediately respond by asking, like, how they can help. So we get new members wanting to join Ocean Heroes all the time from a wide variety of ages. Jay-Z said earlier that our youngest member is actually around seven years old, and he's a great asset to the team. So I'd say everyone has unique skill sets that they bring to the table, but the most important one that we all share is a passion to make a change. Not only have we gotten support from youth in our city, um, but we also, just through Ocean Heroes Boot Camps and the Algolita Pops Youth Summit and just traveling um, for this experience has provided the ample opportunity to meet others passionate about uh, ocean pollution all over the world. And there's really just such a great community of people fighting for change, um, a lot of which are youth. So Josie and I have met people from Australia to Canada to Tunisia, all with that same passion to fight for saving the ocean. But Josie and I have also met many adults along the way who inspire us. So every mentor from Ocean Heroes Headquarters, Lonely Whale, Captain Planet, uh, Youth Service America, and the National Youth Leadership Council is always available to need guidance. We have had the opportunity to meet with so many grassroots leaders like Diane Wilson and Sharon Levine who are fighting for MOSA, like Big Plastic, and countless local business leaders. And with persistence, they keep fighting for change, which is just incredibly inspiring. They never give up. And so even with everyone's busy schedules, they always make time for us. And I don't know, it's just inspiring. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm curious, have you guys um, been able to work with Bye Bye Plastic Bags? No, we have not. Okay. Well, that should be the next step. Um, I'll so. definitely listen to it. <laughs> um, Josie, I'm wondering, what's been your most rewarding part of working with Ocean Heroes? Like, um, what new skills have you developed? Yeah, so as Nikki mentioned earlier, um, we've definitely met a lot of new people through what we're doing, and that's probably the most rewarding thing for me, um, just 
having the opportunity to meet everyone from around the globe, especially people that share my passion. So getting together with other young people is just amazing. Um, and I've had engaging face-to-face conversations with teams from New Zealand, Jamaica, Tunisia, Bali, Guam, Toronto, Australia, um, some from Hawaii, and um, even some from my local city, of course. Um, so hearing their stories and just sharing our ideas um, and hanging out together, it just makes the world feel a little bit smaller and like your goal is just a little bit more obtainable. Um, another important skill I've learned is just to have fun. It sounds really simple, <laughs> but really all learning should be fun. So when we were in Agolita a few years back, this concept of having fun really just stuck with me. Um, one of the mentors at the camp um, or boot camp, Doshi, he's always stressing the importance of just having fun during any campaign. Um, so we're always striving to offer gatherings and fun activities for our group. And yeah, everyone comes to the table with different strengths and we just want to work together while allowing all of us to grow and develop our own styles. So that's why it's important to me and why I've enjoyed so much um, with meeting other people. That's awesome. Um, yeah, all of the new skills and things that you guys have talked about and um, just how empowered you are. I'm curious, Josie, what do you hope for the future of the work on this issue? You know, how are you going to continue to lift up the power of young people? Yeah, um, what I would like most for Ocean Heroes New Orleans is that it continues after Nikki and I graduate and moved away to college. So currently we're sophomores, um, but we're always recruiting young people and we want to see something that, um, we want to see something continue after we leave. So that would be amazing. But personally, I've fallen in love with scuba diving and I plan on getting my advanced dive certification in December, December. And I really hope to have my dive masters by the time I graduate high school. So I would love to somehow combine my love of the ocean and scuba um, with the message of Ocean Heroes New Orleans. I was actually diving in Belize a few months ago in July. And I remember being like 40 feet down and we were um, in the middle of all this plastic because of what Nikki was talking about and the way that the currents work. And we all, underwater, we couldn't speak to each other, but we all just kind of looked at each other and then we started scooping the plastics into our BCDs, which is what scuba divers wear um, to control their buoyancies. And we are just putting all the trash in our pockets to try to get as much as we could on boat. But even when we left, there's still so much in the water. So I really hope to combine my two passions to somehow make a change. That's amazing. And what an opportunity to like, to be in the ocean and to like, actually, you're seeing firsthand the damage that we're doing. Um, And so, yeah, that impact, I'm sure is going to carry with you um, for a lifetime. Um, We do need to take one last short break. And then when we come back, we'll get some final reflections from our guests today. So stay with me, Amy Muir's on the power of young people to change the world. And remember, you can follow the show on social media at NYLCORG or find us at NYLC.org. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual spring national service learning conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit nylc.org to learn more today. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You 
are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. So in our final few minutes together, I want to get a few reflections from each of you. Um, But first, Josie, I want to hear how can other young people um, begin to take action on this issue of plastics in our oceans? How should they get started or how can they get involved? Yeah, so if I was newly um, looking to get into ocean pollution um, conservation, I would go to the Ocean Heroes headquarters website, which is where we're based out of. And I would look around at that website. I would sign up for boot camp, which is what Nikki and I did. Trust me, it'll inspire you. You'll love it. And then I would go back home and I would start a youth group or maybe a campaign in your own city. Um, invite all your friends, tell everyone, and don't just limit the group to your school. You can invite all ages, all schools. You can find an adult mentor that will enable you to take the lead because important to be youth-led. Your voice matters. And when you first get together, I would write some short-term goals for the entire group and then some long-term goals. And then I would start to decide um, how and who will tackle each step. Um, So yeah, don't forget to have fun. And if you need any tips or just want to chat, you can reach out to Nikki and I through the Onola Instagram page. And we are always happy to help and meet other youth um, that are getting involved in plastic pollution conservation. I love that you keep coming back to, um, so, no, so no matter how you get started, make sure you're having fun with it, right? Like, I love that. <laughs> so, That's Nikki, the most important part. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm wondering, can you share any final, like, some pieces of advice or something that you hope um, adults will consider about youth voice or youth who want to make a change in the world or just something that you want to tell young people it's your opportunity the floor is yours (laughs) so I think I've said this already but it's important to say it again so you're never too young to be a change maker every single voice has power even those of the youth we are the future so we don't need to wait until we are older to start making a difference Like I said, I was six years old when I first started my first service project. And yes, my parents helped me out, but it was 90% my efforts and my passion. Don't be afraid to ask for help and don't limit yourself. If you can dream it, you can do it. Just pick your passion, stick to it, and make it happen. Change takes hard work and time. Never give up because it seems like you aren't doing too much, but every single voice counts. And you might be the difference between things remaining the same and actual true change. And if you're an adult listener, please stop asking kids what they want to do when they grow up. Ask them what they want to accomplish today. We should just underscore that. Can we just underscore that? Ask them what they want to do today. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Oh, um, Josie, uh, same question. Final, like the floor is yours, a final thought, something you want to share, a piece of advice. Yeah, so our first goal um, as Ocean Heroes is always just to raise awareness. So I want to take, I want to, I want the listeners to just go home and in a few minutes later today to do some research in plastic pollution in your area learn about it. Maybe ask yourself how much single-use plastic you yourself use in a week and what things you can do to reduce that amount. Maybe you could write a lost letter to a local politician. Um, You could find techniques for this online. There's many. Um, Finally, please visit our website or our Instagram or Facebook. We'd love to hear from all of you. And yeah. That's amazing. And I think I just want to revisit just let's just underscore some of these facts once again. So 73% of our beach litter is plastic. And we are eating, eating people 70,000 microplastics each year. And we're um, a million plastic bottles are bought every single minute. So think about that every single minute and 2 million of those stupid little plastic bags are used every single minute. So think about hopefully if we can encourage even um, 
if we can encourage our listeners just to look at what they're using in their homes, we can we can start to make a difference in our oceans. It's all connected. It doesn't matter where you live. Um, we all are responsible for what's happening in our oceans. Um, I have time for one more question. So um, I had told Nikki I was going to ask her this. So I'm going to come back and say, I'm curious. I'm really curious what kind of response that you get from people um, to your awareness campaigns. Um, you know, I was thinking about the lost love letters, but also just the awareness booths and the between the parents and the, and the kids who come and are learning about some of these facts and what's happening to our oceans. What kind of reactions do you see from them? Because I know I had a really like strong response when I started, when it, especially about the fact of what we're eating and um, the plastic bottles. Like I knew it was a lot, but when you think about a million per minute, that's insane. So, um, so I guess my question, Nikki, is like, what do you see on people's faces and kind of what's the response that, um, that you get when you're face-to-face with people? Yeah, so I'd say that adults are always just kind of impressed with what we're doing and our mission. And occasionally we meet some people in the community that are difficult, but typically after talking with them for a little bit, they understand that it's a global issue and that they too can make a change. And like you said, there's some really horrifying facts out there. Um, So I know you mentioned that you actually eat microplastics. Um, So what happens with that is that um, plastics end up in the ocean and uh, they turn into little tiny microplastics because they uh, get down really small and then fish eat them because they think they're food. And then we eat the fish. And so that's actually how we end up eating microplastics. And it's just crazy to think about different things like that. And once we start to share those facts, um, just everyone is just horrified. And you can always see it on their faces. And that's always just a really big, like, instant change um, for people who are a little more difficult to coming on to fighting plastic pollution. Um my uncle was actually never a believer, but even now he throws away his boat pollution. So, yeah. But I'd say that kids are always the most enthusiastic, um, but they're the most fun to work with. But I love working with everyone, and I don't know. It's just amazing to get to talk to all these different people. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Like I say, it's um, there's a lot of information Um, You guys are doing such an amazing job. Nikki, Josie, I just want to thank you both for sharing your passion with us today. I think it's a passion that we each need to take with us into our own homes, into our classrooms, into our workplaces, into our lives. So thank you for carrying the torch and for fighting for our planet and our oceans. Again, if you guys want to learn more about Ocean Heroes, you can visit their website at oceanheroeshq.org or just email me at info, I-N-F-O, at nylc.org, and I'll make sure to get you connected to um, Nikki and Josie and um, Ocean Heroes New Orleans. Again, thank you for listening today. If you missed the start of today's show or you'd like to access prior shows, visit our homepage on the Voice American Empowerment Radio or download the podcast from iTunes, I. Heart, Spotify, Google Play, any of your favorite um, podcast apps. On next week's show, I'm going to be joined by two more amazing youth leaders. So they're members of Born This Way Foundation's Advisory Council. They're going to share information about the Be Kind 21 campaign, channel kindness, and the great work they're doing to make the world a kinder place. So save the date for Thursdays at 6 o'clock Eastern. And until next week, Join us as we serve, learn, change the world. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to the power of young people to change the world. Your host, Amy Muirs, will return for another program next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll serve, learn, change the world. 